Yeah, two-year-olds are terrifying. They get- the problem is they just get stronger, though, from there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've always thought, like, I, I think I've always likened, like, having a cat to having a very fast baby that will never mature. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining a baby, like, instead of crawling around, sprinting around on all fours like a cat. Yeah, he does. For a two-year-old. Like, up to the top of a fridge. <laughs> for a two-year-old, it's like, you take your eye from for a second and he's gone. Ugh. You gotta keep your eye on him. Uh, yeah. Let's it's, see. You know, you don't want to fail that radiant quest line. You know, it's just constantly like, hey, another two-year-old needs your help. <laughs> right, no, no, no. Well, it's more like another citizen needs your help, like a two-year-old is attacking. <laughs> <laughs> another citizen needs your help. A two-year-old is attacking. Wait, really. is that what Death Stranding is? No one's seen <laughs> a baby in years. If someone appears in town, you just have to go pick it up and take it out of town. It's honestly, it's not even. That's not even that far from what it is. <laughs> uh all right well uh we uh, everyone look around uh because we are already inside the podcast yeah oh god hey uh -huh. nice we've been here for weeks it looks just like my house it's incredible yeah it's a perfect one-to-one -one recreation that i did in uh the ps4 game dreams it is uh absolutely <laughs> unrecognizable from real life uh, but everyone, welcome uh, to Game Busters episode three. Uh, this is a podcast from GameLuster.com, and I am your host, Nirav Gandhi, uh, and these are my co-hosts. Now you say your names. Oh, hi, I'm Hightower, aka Luke from GameLuster. Hi, I'm Ree slash Rhiannon um, from GameLuster too. And I'm not sure if I count as a host, but I'm Johnny from Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. He's from from Life. <laughs> He's our special guest. Um, he's the only one here with a life. Ah, not for long. Medical school. Yeah, he's starting medical school. <laughs> Fair enough. My condolences. Ah, thank you. Hey, my, I was just talking to my cousin who is in medical school. She's been for a year. And I was like, oh, like, are you guys, are you still doing like, like medical things? Like, how is that working? And she was like, oh, I'm doing like online rotations. And I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I was like, how, um, how do you how do you get the scalpel to people? I don't understand. Uh, it's a very long uh, stick that we taped it to the end of, and you know, you're just kind of reaching from another room. I've I've seen this. It's thing, all very involved. I've seen this thing about doctors like remotely using like a robot to do surgery. Is that what it is? That that is actually some really cool stuff that they do do for surgery. I've, okay. I've actually tested some of that before, where it's um. Basically what it is, it's a robot that only responds to subtle movement controls. So if you accidentally jerk it or something, it just won't move. I want to actually recommend that no no surgeons jerk it during surgery. Uh, it <laughs> probably would not be good. Did you ever see Michael, the Michael Reeves video where he made a surgery machine? Uh, no, I did not. That. Uh, you, I will send you that afterwards. It's okay. insane. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, anyway, let's, uh, let's get started here. So... Um, we're gonna do a quick little round of, uh, what, what are you guys, uh, playing right now, video game-wise? Uh, so, Johnny, why don't you kick us off? Well, like I said, I'm starting medical school soon, so I'm moving a lot of my stuff. So, I already moved all of my games into my new apartment, but not my PS4. And so, all I've been able to play recently is, uh, the NBA 2K20 that I have downloaded on there. <laughs> so, that's been fun, you know, with no sports to speak of going on right yeah. now. It's like... I have my own imaginary sports, where it's my favorite team always wins. <laughs> it's fun to pretend. Uh, Alright, Luke, what you been doing? Uh, I've been getting back into Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, nice. Big MMO the, the... and 
they recently just announced they're expanding the free-to-play section of it, and it's going to have an absurd amount of content. It's going to include uh, the first expansion, Heavensward. Uh, you'll be able to play up to level 60. It's just nuts how much nice. free stuff you'll have. I think it's in August. That's it's, pretty cool. They're making that change. I, I genuinely, this is like no shit, I, I genuinely downloaded Final Fantasy XIV like maybe like last year or something, and I, I waited like four hours for it to finish, and then I opened it up, and I walked out, and then I was like, oh my god, I forgot there'd be other people in here, and I immediately uninstalled it. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> you, you, you get cyber anxiety. Yeah, I was like, oh god, ugh. Um, I'm not an MMO person. Uh, Re, what you up to? God, I think this is what I said last week, but I'm on Final Fantasy VII still. Um, I've just got onto the third disc, and oh my god, it's so impressive that I got this far, like really sucking at the game. Very proud of myself. <laughs> lot thoroughly of, getting, lot my, of... getting my ass handed to me very thoroughly, so that's fun. Oh. A lot of, a lot of, I guess, weebs on the on the chat today, um, and oh, I, I include well, including me because I've I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima, um, pretending oh. to be a samurai. Uh, See, no. I. <laughs> As I just reached level fifty, I, one of the class options in Final Fantasy fourteen is Samurai. Okay, oh, wow. you don't even have to buy Ghost of Tsushima anymore. Uh, yeah, it's basically no, it's, a, it's already game, in there. Um, I mean, does, does Sephiroth count as a samurai? Am I playing a samurai game too? <laughs> I mean, the, he has a massive katana, so everybody does in Final Fantasy. <laughs> like, okay, I love, I love that. I love that the pitch for Final Fantasy fifteen was literally just like. What if everything in the world was exactly the same, except everyone also had a big sword all the time, but everything else is the same <laughs> as the real world? Yeah, That's... like, not kidding. His, his, his weapon is, I think it is actually bigger than Sephiroth. Yeah, and yeah. When I, was, when I was playing the remake, I just could, I could not stop. I would always burst out laughing every time he pulled that thing out. I was like, this is just so absurdly big. Like, the Buster Sword kind of looks ridiculous, but also believable, and then he's just got this... 10 foot katana i'm like i can't take this game seriously when he has that thing <laughs> all right so our first segment is going to be uh, a new a new entry to the hall of fame luster uh we're each going to be submitting an idea for our best unused assassin's creed setting throw out a few things you think they might want to do if you have any ideas for like historical figures you think would be cool if they were involved or like supernatural creatures that shouldn't be there but will be there etc <laughs> Uh, that would be cool. So let's, uh, uh, Luke, why don't you kick us off? How about somewhere in Scotland? Maybe around the time of, I don't know, Braveheart, when that was happening, whatever that was. I'm going to write then... Scotland Braveheart times. Yes. I, I, <laughs> that is I've the most English Scotland. answer you could you could have given. Just like, <laughs> Listen, Scotland I... Braveheart thing. Like, like many English, I don't care about Scotland. <laughs> so You guys fought so hard to keep them, though. Yeah, apparently that's the only time in the history of England we've ever actually cared about Scotland was when they were threatening to leave. Um, <laughs> and then we I went mean, back to not caring. Yeah, yeah straight away. <laughs> we're not caring. They're like, we want to stay in the EU. We're like, no, well, we don't. It's a tough shit. Uh, uh, anyway, go uh, on, yeah. Mythical monsters. Loch Ness Monster. Okay. Look, one of the most famous mythical monsters to ever exist. Everyone knows the Loch Ness uh, Monster. <laughs> mythical, okay. Difficult. I don't know, something supernatural, something... It, it fits, don't don't argue with me. Uh, or I'll stop you from uploading videos. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think we'd get to threats, I guess, this early in the podcast. I'm, I'm just an angry person, I can't help it. 
I've got a lot of reasons to be angry at the moment. I do like the idea of riding the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. Uh, nice. Okay, read what you got. Alright, I'm I'm gonna be, like, super selfish as a British person. I know we're Again. getting the next Assassin's Creed. I know, I know we're getting the next Assassin's Creed game, but I also think we should have, a, like, one set in the War of the Roses, so just before Henry VII, Henry VIII, maybe even just Henry VIII, because, like, imagine how wild it would be to have him as a character. Just, like, I don't know, you assassinate his wives or something. Yeah, then he, like, um, can't fit through doors and have to, yeah. Or maybe it has big chapters, and each chapter he has a different wife. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, yeah, the <laughs> chapter was... titles are the wife for that chapter. <laughs> or how they and died like, or something. Now, now and then, there's like a side quest where the French have pissed him off, so you go and deal with them and probably get beaten <laughs> by them. It's like a forced loss fight. Um, so, yeah... Um, trying to think of mythical monsters, he did like to big him up, up, big himself up in stories quite a lot. Um, he probably made up some shit about fighting dragons, so maybe they could have Henry VIII put through like through how he saw himself. Like they developed that technology, so you can actually live as him, how he viewed himself. Um, uh, so fun. you actually just defeat dragons and shit. You go to Scotland, defeat some dragons, defeat the Scotland Scottish while you're there, just for good measure. Yeah, I think there's a lot of hidden potential here, you know, in just uh, utilizing the absolute brilliance that is Henry VIII. Yeah, he was a big fat bastard. Um, all right, uh, I saw that. I saw that movie, The Other Boleyn Girl, I think, like a few years ago. And... Portman, right? Oh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I hate him so much. Um, <laughs> I hate actually. I hated. I hated all the characters though. So. <laughs> To be fair, I think that was actually a bit generous towards him because it makes the assumption that he at one point cared about Ivan. Yeah, that's so. fair. Um, <laughs> Bold of you, assuming he cared, ever. Alright, uh, <laughs> uh, Johnny, what you got? Well, I was going... I had written down Occupied Scotland the one time that William Wallace won independence for Scotland forever and it was never an issue again. But I guess I can't do that one. Uh-oh. So, um... No, I'm, I'm kidding. I had that written down, and uh, but that was one of my answers. But I'm going to go with, uh, actually, the American West uh, in, you know, like the late, you know, mid-1800s. Okay. So basically, just since we're all doing New Vegas anyways, which is just a Fallout game where you get to be a cowboy, why not an Assassin's Creed game where you get to be a cowboy, <laughs> you know? That's actually a pretty good idea. Hunting down bounties, stabbing people, shooting them with a six-shooter. I don't know, maybe you have the little revolvers that come out on the mechanical things instead of a blade you have a little pistol arrow and just nice uh not to give you yeah. uh more credit over me but i think that it would be super cool because you could then you could easily invoke like a bunch of native american mythical monsters which are the coolest ones oh of course i was just gonna say like if you're gonna fight a mythical monster that's kind of cryptid i would go with a wendigo yeah because yeah. that's already so tied into both native american and pioneer lore you know, because yeah. that was always the, that was yeah. one of those monsters that was always like, oh, well, what's going to happen? Yeah, you guys across the pond may not know know them, but we have just, everyone's got like, you know, like you'll see one every three or four days just like out in the woods. They're just all <laughs> over like the a, fucking it's place. It's like a jackalope. You just, yeah, you just it's similar to a jackalope. Like, oh, so is Until Dawn based on a true story? <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, that is a true story. And, oh man, I, I mean, I love Until Dawn. But Johnny, you, we, do we, do we play that as a group? Uh, did we play that? I lived with Katie Johnson. <laughs> okay, yes, then, yes. Um. <laughs> Sorry, my roommate, senior year, we all played Until Dawn together with Nero, 
and uh, she became obsessed. She played it through like eight or nine times, I think, like I the think whole way. I think she might have gotten oh every God. possible ending oh on God. it. Then, but but I think she also did that with Life is Strange, but like also those are the only two games that she's ever played. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah, fair. I mean, she's a completionist. What do sure. you say? Um, okay, so my, my idea was for, like, Middle Kingdom China, like, I'm thinking, uh, like, the rise of, like, the, the, the emperor, or, like, more, no, more like the fall of the, uh, god, is it the Qing dynasty? Um, the, the last Middle Kingdom dynasty, but, um, the, the idea being that, like, you're, like, uh, someone working for the, for the court, like, for the emperor's court, and, like, realize, like, the, and, like, I, I would think, like, the start, the start of the story would be, like, you doing all these sort of, like, missions to sort of, like, hold the integrity of the kingdom together and then, like, starting to realize that, like, maybe it shouldn't be held together and, like, realizing, like, all these these governors coming to power, like, some of them have maybe have the right idea, whatever, moral gray area. The really cool thing we can have if we do this is that we can get a pet dragon. And that's going to be very good. I I do think pet dragons are good. I'd have to... I'd have to second that. I'm thinking a, a Mushu situation, probably less funny, <laughs> but may but maybe voiced by Kevin Hart. Who knows? Oh, I'm a big fan of this. Big fan of this. Um, all right, so we're gonna do our votes. So Johnny, what we do is like everyone gets two votes, and you can apply them to any two things, uh, including your own. So we'll we'll just go around. So what are where are your two votes going? Uh, you know what? I'm actually gonna give. I guess I'll give one of my votes to myself just to keep a tradition. And then I think I'll give the other vote to my other idea that was taken before me. So that would be, uh, Scotland Braveheart. Ryan. Yeah. Scotland, Scotland Braveheart. Braveheart. You know, Braveheart. the war for Scottish independence forever. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Everyone has to give a name to your thing. Like what would it be called? Oh man. I don't know what old West Assassin's Creed would be. I guess Assassin's Creed, uh, Rootin' tootin' cowboy shootin'. Rootin' tootin' cowboy shootin'. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that might be the best I can do. Okay. Assassin's Creed New Vegas. Assassin's go. Creed, got, got it. Uh, mine's definitely Assassin's Creed Dynasty. Oh, man. Oh, I can see the cover. Oh, oh, look at that the, does, look, at the soccer, look at the soccer flowers floating. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Luke, where are your votes going? I will also give one to myself, because why not? <laughs> Absolutely, mm-hmm. and I'll give my vote to uh, Rhee's idea just because I like the idea of uh, doing it with Henry VIII having a different wife every time you meet him or something. <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> uh, Rhee, what are your votes going to be? Okay, um, my first vote's going to Luke Scotland idea just because I like his lack of Scottish knowledge, so I just want to <laughs> yeah. I just want to appreciate that. Um, and I also vote for him to be the like creative director of that game because yeah. it would just be hysterical. <laughs> Um, also, you can do no research. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If no. we if we actually if we redo this on on the condition that like he can do like no research beyond like what he's just learned about Scotland like <laughs> like from a tertiary source and like is like it has to just like imagine up the rest of it and like you can't rewatch Braveheart either like it has to be what you remember from the movie. <laughs> I remember okay. more about Groundskeeper Willie than I do about Braveheart. So. <laughs> Even better. Put him in the game as a character somehow. Yeah. Uh, Alright, where's your other vote? Uh, my other vote has got to be Assassin's Creed New Vegas. It can't not be. Okay, okay. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give one for there. And honestly, like, uh, with with the condition that uh, that he can do no research, I'm definitely going to go for, for Assassin's Creed. And it has to be titled Assassin's Creed Braveheart. 
I will give a vote there. And one, one to myself. But at the end of the day, of course, Scotland, colon, or so, sorry, no, you're right. Never mind. Assassin's Creed, colon, Scotland, colon, Braveheart <laughs> is the winner. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, nice. Okay, so we have another inductee into the uh, Hall of Fame luster. Uh, also, I just, I had an idea. We should probably, like, make a physical, like, page where we add to these every week, which would make sense. <laughs> That, that would oh, make sense. It would make it. It would be. That is kind of. I'm just gonna say that's kind of implied with like a hall. Yeah, the you hall. Know? The hall is under construction right now. Please check back in a week. Yeah, no one can make it in dreams. Okay, I've actually had an idea, and it's my original idea. Um. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the meat of this. Uh, so today we're gonna be talking uh, about Fallout New Vegas, uh, which is developed by Obsidian and uh, published by Bethesda Softworks. Uh, 2010, I believe, is the release date for that. Um, pretty quick turnaround time. I believe it was developed with from like starting in like late 2008 and released like in in mid 2010. So uh, they did not have a whole lot of time on it, um, which would explain perhaps some of the technical things that have happened. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump into it. So uh, I just for my own experience, like uh, when I I got a a laptop in in 2015. This was like basically my whole life, like, I've only had Nintendo consoles, and I never really, like, looked outside of that for games, and then, like, when I got a job out after college, um, I got myself, like, a nicer laptop, and was, like, oh, I actually saw, weirdly enough, like, this was in, like, late 2015, I saw an ad on TV for Fallout 4, and I was, like, that looks really cool, and then I did, like, four seconds of research to find out that there's no way my laptop could run it, um, and so I was like, okay, uh, this one looks okay. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, I think, is the same thing. Um, and so I, I grabbed that, and this was the first, like, like besides Pokemon, this was the first RPG I ever played. This was the first open-world game I ever played. This was the first first-person shooter game I ever played. This was a gigantic, like, wow, whoa, what thing, like, for me. And it, like, has a, a like, a really, like, nice place in, in my heart because of that and like perhaps i'm a little bit biased towards it because of all that but man like it just like completely like shattered my my vision back then of what like video games could be and what they could do um yeah so uh I, and fallout is my favorite franchise i've spent uh like 800 hours in fallout 4 just building settlements so i'm i'm, I'm there all the time um how about you uh luke you, you uh what you think What's your experience? Yeah, with New Vegas. I, I mean, I've only played three New Vegas and maybe half of four, but New Vegas is definitely the one that hooked me the most. Uh, I just, in general, I just liked a lot of the writing. I feel like Bethesda games are kind of not great when it comes to story, but New Vegas is really well crafted. A lot of the world is really fleshed out and well built, and that's kind of the thing I want most in games. And so, like a lot of the characters, like. It was like you get to the strip and there's like four different factions that are all fighting for control and you're going to get to pick them. And then there was other stuff. Like the thing I really liked more than anything was the kings. I just thought this oh, idea they're, that... they're so cool. They are fun. This idea that they... Because it's obviously been like a hundred years or so since the apocalypse that they all think that it's not just... that They don't know it was just some really famous musician, but they think he was like some actual kind of god and that's why there were places that were dedicated to le- mimicking his movements. I just was both kind of amusing, but also really a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like 
bandits as well. They weren't just bandits. They all belonged. There was like, I think there was like three or four different sort of clans of bandits, essentially. Yeah. And there was different stuff with all of them. Just in general, I felt like the whole world was really fleshed out and everything has a description or there's a reason for it. And it's not just, here's a group of bandits and they do mean stuff. There's like, here's, there's this group of bandits, there's this faction and this faction. And then, of course, you've got all the big ones, all the different casinos, then like um, the Roman guys whose name I'm forgetting now. Which guys? Legion. Oh, the Legion. The Legion. Legion. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. And then like the NCR. And just, yeah, in general, I think my biggest hook or the reason I like that game the most is because it just feels like, unlike Bethesda games, they actually put a lot of time into the world and the characters that you meet along the way, which is something I don't think Bethesda do very well. Aside from maybe like a few key characters, like a lot of their supporting cast always feel really lacking. Whereas New Vegas felt like everyone had a lot of detail to them. And that's the thing that always gets me most interested in a game. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Ree? Yeah, I mean, I really like what you said there about the, the world feels lived in. It feels realistic to its own, I suppose, geography. Like... Um, all the different factions, all the different groups of people, they're all different based on where they are in the map. Like, one thing I always noticed is that the characters, NPCs, and even enemies, like, both friendly and um, both friendly characters and not friendly characters, they seem more desperate the closer you get to Vegas. Like, um, the bandits you approach in Vegas, they, like, absolutely can't be reasoned with. They're, oh, God, their name escapes me now, but you know the ones, the, the ones that are... Yes, the fiends, yeah. They're, mm. like just completely beyond being able to be reasoned with like you can talk to one of them as part of a quest to deliver some drugs to them and like beyond that i believe that's it um and like when you start in good springs everyone seems like fairly content ish with their life they're sort of just taking stuff day by day they don't really have much of a care about what's going on on the other side of the river like they and one thing i really like is that no one can decide on whether like caesar is pronounced caesar or kaiser um, and that seems to be like based on where they are on the map. It's just like little things like that that I think, oh my god, how did like so few people at Obsidian think about this much? And I think it is because it's just a complete passion project. It's a love letter to the first two Fallouts. You can just so tell that they it wasn't a cash grab. It, they had this story that they wanted to tell, possibly for a decade ever since they lost the Fallout license. And they just—it—it it, it just feels like a game that they wanted to make. They had something to say, um, and I think that just showed through the game design. I know there's a lot of aspects of it that are lacking. You know, the combat isn't brilliant, but yeah. obviously, honestly, that's not—that's not like why you. I think I don't think that's why people would call it one of their favorite games, or in my case, probably my favorite game. Full stop. It is just because it feels like a lived-in world. Um, yeah, absolutely adore yeah. Vegas. One one thing I say like about these like other action RPGs like versus New Vegas and like it is one of my favorite games ever as well. But like mm-hmm. in in most other games like action RPGs, you're like kind of like trying to get through the dialogue to get through the combat and like this is like the exact opposite. Like I'm trying to get oh, through this combat real quickly so I can get to the good stuff which is the dialogue. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. Oh god. Quickly one thing I love about New Vegas is that it's the one of the few open world games where I do not need the map. Like, you could drop me anywhere in oh, that yeah, like completely sure. dis- disgusting looking desert, which hasn't aged well <laughs> at all. <laughs> but you could drop me anywhere, and I could like I could find my way around instantly. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I think that's one thing that we we need to give Todd a little credit for because I I could definitely say the same thing about Fallout Three. Like, 
that that game you can definitely be plopped down anywhere and just walk and it'll be okay like you don't have mm. to keep checking the map but uh anyway uh johnny so how about you uh yeah no i've you um, a lot of my points have already been touched on but i just like like i know a lot about this game not because i've like you know like gotten into the lore or anything but mostly because i have played this game all the way through on three different versions because i played it first it was one of the first games i bought for my ps3 which as you can imagine ran perfectly well mm-hmm. and just was fine on that wonderful on, ps3 architecture on, compatible with everything yeah. yeah and then uh that was with no dlc no nothing and then i got the like a couple years later i got the uh ultimate edition for the for the ps3 which ran oh, even better oh god i had to abandon that yeah, no, but then I finally, like, the last five years, pretty much, I've always played it on uh, a PC with, like, a bunch of mods installed. And, I don't know, like, every time through, I'm just, like, even the stuff I remember, I'm all, like, like you said, I just, I still listen through, like, pretty much all the dialogue for most of the characters. Like, especially the uh, companions. And I'm gonna yeah. give Todd credit, in, in Fallout 4, the companions are better but f- going from Fallout Three to Fallout New Vegas, like yeah, the the companions, there's no context. Oh no, there's like, not. Like I'm trying to even remember the Fallout Three companions. There's one Fox. that's a super mutant. Is that the Fox? Is that Fox? Fox. Yeah, Fox. and he he talks like this. It's very good. <laughs> I hate God, it's so bad. God, I can... At the end of the game, when you have to go in and like, oh, oh yeah, fuck it. him, <laughs> fuck him, actually. Say, we all know, Fork, we all you know. You survive this. Why don't you go in? And Fox is like, no, oh, that's not my away. destiny. Like, think, oh, fuck you! I want my story to continue. Don't forget how Todd, for some reason, when he caved into like fan demands and actually made it so you could make the logical decision to send the person in who isn't going to die. The ending calls you a pussy for doing that. Like, can we please just appreciate Ooh. that? The ending's like, the ending slide is like, a true hero stepped up. It's like, oh, sorry. I, I saw an opportunity to oh, not die, I'm and sorry, I took yeah. it. Well, no, okay, I think that... You wrote yourself a massive plot hole. Doesn't that happen if you, like, send Sarah Lyons in, though, and she actually yeah, dies? You, yeah. You get the same actually... slide if someone actually dies as... Oh, and you get the okay. same one if someone doesn't die. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't send. Uh, even though I had that option, I did not send in Sarah because I was like, she's gonna die too, huh? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that was that was kind of garbage there. Anyway, this is uh, we're, we're getting a little off off track. But um, one thing that I want to uh, uh, kind of uh, fo- focus in on is like why. What, what, for each of you, like, why do you think this this game is so beloved? Like, if I'm if I'm like an outsider and I'm not played, let's just say I haven't played any of the Fallout games, but I hear people incessantly talking about this. This is pretty much on every list of the best RPGs of all time. Like, why? Mm-hmm. S- sell sell me on this. I think writing quality is probably the big one. Mm-hmm. Like, I I am personally the opinion that Bethesda uh, are shit at writing stuff. Just like you said, there were so many holes. How can you say, how can you say that when Todd created my friend Cicero? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's put it this way: I was incredibly excited for Fallout Four. I bought the Pit Boy edition, and then oh, I no. maybe dropped Ow. off that game halfway through. We got to the point where you find out who the father is, and was just like, "Yeah, I saw this coming." Like I don't know, yeah. thirty hours ago, maybe five <laughs> minutes into the game, I knew this exact twist, and you still act like it's a big deal. 
Yeah. Then I just think at some point after that, I was just like, game sucks. They just, they just make such boring games. Like, I can never get into Skyrim. I was never into Oblivion. Like, New Vegas is... I, I think I liked Fallout 3 a bit, but, like, New Vegas was the one that got me, and I think more than anything, it's the quality of the writing of the world they built. Because, really, it plays exactly the same as Fallout 3. Gameplay-wise, yeah. there's... It, it very much feels like it could have been an expansion to Fallout 3. Uh, but like, just it's it's the quality of writing more than anything. I think they just right. built a much more memorable world than Fezda did in three or four. Yeah, it definitely Absolutely. does. Like, I okay, I love Fallout Four. It's still one of my like maybe top ten games of all time. But it is so not because of the writing or the story. No. Um, the gunplay is very good. The gunplay is great, but like, I honestly like, and I know it's the reason a lot of people hate it. But like, I I love building those settlements. I love like managing <laughs> settlements. I love modding oh, the settlements God, no. and like recruiting. You know, it's like fun, dude. Anyway, I wasn't the I wasn't the biggest fan of resource scavenging and like construction all that but i do love the idea of like trying to rebuild some civilization in a fallout game in real time i will say though the for fallout 4 like the part that made it like so good for me was like i spent literally like on my first game save file i played on ps4 originally and like with no Mm -hmm. mods obviously and i spent about 550 hours in in that file with no mods or anything building the entire wasteland up i built every settlement up to its maximum and then I, I went through and I did, like, the Raiders thing, like, in the in Nuka world. And it gives you the option to take over, you know, you take over the Raiders. And it, they, they tell you, like, <laughs> you should tear it all down. And I was like, yeah, I should. And literally, I'd spent hundreds of hours building these settlements. I went to each one and I destroyed them. And, like, only once the, every settlement I had built was destroyed did I feel at peace. And I, t- I like, closed out that file. Like it was, it was beautiful closure. Like yes, let the world rot. And when Nerev saw the breadth of his domain, he weeped. But there were no more worlds left to conquer. Yeah, no, that's true. I did weep. Anyway, um, yeah. So like, uh, uh, so for anyone who's who's like curious and doesn't really know about this, like the uh, Fallout is like a world in in which like uh, there are these. Uh, it's not exactly the same as our world. It, there's, I believe there's a divergence point, like, in the 1940s, mm-hmm. and, like, the, the transistor right. is, like, the one device for computers that's not created, and then, like, everything else branches off of that. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the bombs fall, like, the, there's a war between Europe and America and China as a resource war, and blah, 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 nuclear bombs drop uh, in the year 2077, uh, which in this world is, like, 1954. <laughs> um, and... Uh, but the future. <laughs> yeah, but the future. It's retrofuturism. Like if you know Disney, like Tomorrowland, that's it's that. That's what it is. It's, it's the Jetsons. With it's guns. the Jetsons with guns. Thank you. Um, <laughs> did the, wait, the Jetsons? Did the Jetsons have guns? Uh, you know, George Jetson might have been packing. He seems like the kind of dad I, that I, would carry a they would carry a six shooter. Maybe like a, I was thinking of like a shrink ray. I don't know. Um, no, he's straight up gonna smoke you if you try to break into his house. Yeah, but the so like the setup of New Vegas is like so. I think maybe the best setup for like a like a, an RPG ever, like for the role playing aspect of it, because oh, like absolutely. you you you're gonna, you're minding yeah. your own damn business out in the desert. You're carrying a package and you get shot in the head by Chandler from Friends, and right. he's like, "Hey, bada bang!" What, you know what else is new? What right? else is new? Yeah. And then he's like, could I be any more evil? 
And then he he, he like takes the package from you he was and saving that impression. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, yeah, no, but like, so you wake up with amnesia, with no idea of who you are, what you were doing. The only thing you know is that Chandler tried to kill you, and he took the package from you. And mm-hmm. so basically, you're left in this world, like with you have you have a mission basically that is exactly compelling enough to get you moving, but not so compelling that you can't stop and do other stuff. And like. Right. That's that's the key here because like and I, I think Fallout Three also nailed this being that like your dad who is like a, a, an experienced wastelander and like right. survivalist and doctor is like out somewhere and he left of his own accord and you're like okay let me go find him like it's fine it's not that urgent you know uh, Fallout Four okay. fucking fucking shat the bucket on that because they're like oh my god my son has been kidnapped by a mysterious institute turning people into robots. And like, it's the reverse of Fallout 3. In Fallout 3, you go out to find your father. In Fallout 4, you go to find your kid. Yeah, and yeah. it turns out that finding he your kid right. is, like, a thousand times more urgent than finding your father. <laughs> yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. Tell my baby doesn't know how to survive in the wasteland? Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, so so that setup... I want to, like... I kind of want to, like, move into this because I think this is kind of the best way to, to, like, I guess, uh, communicate how cool it is. But, like... Uh, so I want each of us to, like, kind of, like, share, like, a, an interesting, like, personal moment, like, from the game, like, something that stuck with you, like, so I'll, I'll kick us off, like, actually right when I started, as I said, like, this was my first big, like, RPG and open world thing and, like, all that stuff, I had no idea how any of it worked, I didn't know what Fallout was or what Vats was, um, so I walked out of Doc Mitchell's house and, like, I had the other stuff in, in, you know, in Good Springs and I talked to, to Victor and then, like, I walked into the general store and I asked, and like trying to like, I like I saw like some items on the shelf. I was like, oh, I should try to purchase these. And then I like used vats and like killed uh, Chet, the the owner of the general <laughs> store, <laughs> like yeah. just like right away, like in the with a headshot. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like what have I done? I have to I have to bury the body. <laughs> and like, <laughs> uh, it did not it did not let me do that unfortunately. But I just like. I literally, like, was, like, so afraid, because I had no idea how, like, these things worked. I was, like, I, like, took all the, like, the junk on his shelves and just, like, covered up the body. (laughs) I was, like, maybe no one will find him. (laughs) And then, like, the, 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 oh, my God. This is just, like, a testament to, like, the quality of, like, the the writing. Like, later on, you know, there's the part with the, um, the, the, um, what is it? The Powder Gangers are attacking Good Springs, I think. Yeah. And then they're, like, oh, we have to, like, gather up our forces and stuff. And, like, you, like, gather everyone up and, like, uh, the, the lady, was it Trudy who owns the bar? She's, like, hey, is that... Miles. (laughs) Who's the bar owner? I I just want, can I just say for a second, Bree, you were talking about how it starts off with, like, this town where everyone seems content and happy. And the character who gives you a tutorial is literally named Sunny Smiles. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good out. point. Good point. And, like, the, the town is called Good Springs. Like, it's like, okay, everything's yeah. good. Um, good Springs is an actual it, town, though. Also, we, have, we haven't we have mentioned Easy Pete. Just shout out to Oh, yeah. Easy shout Pete. out to Easy Pete, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the, um, but anyway, like, what, what happened was, like, uh, I think it was Trudy was, like, we were, like, gathered up uh, getting ready for the attack. And she's, like... Has anybody seen Chet? And I was just like, no, I haven't seen him. <laughs> I was like, just so like, uh, uh, I don't know. I was just very impressed by the fact that like they knew I was gonna kill Chet accidentally. Um, that's the that's the thing that I appreciate about it, as opposed to so many other like you know, RPG or like you know, I guess freedom of choice games is you can. There's only one character in all of New Vegas that you cannot kill. 
and that's just so you have a way to finish the game. Is that yes, man? And also, yes, yes, man. Yeah, okay. they, they, and they, it makes, they give like a reason. He just like inhabits another robot body if you try and kill him. And yeah. it, it at least makes more sense than for some reason, like Todd's god mode that he assigns to random characters, seemingly random uh, characters. Yeah, TGM. Yeah, <laughs> toggle Todd mode. <laughs> I love that console command. Um, okay, so yeah, I want to I want to kind of keep on that idea of like a, a, a interesting personal moment. So like uh, Johnny, what what's one for you? Oh man, well not really for me, but the first time that me when I first got it, it was obviously me and my two younger brothers basically joint custody of the PS3, and me and my younger brother Timmy were uh, playing through it the first time, and he was controlling the character. And I forget how it escalated to this point, but he got really annoyed with Easy Pete and killed him. <laughs> Why? I, I would be so afraid to shoot Easy Pete because I was I would be like a hundred percent sure he has dynamite strapped to his chest. <laughs> exactly, but like I don't know what happened, but somehow he killed Easy Pete, and then uh, obviously he couldn't ally with Good Springs, so he had to join the Powder Gangers. And he absolutely, I think he started accidentally killing the powder gangers too. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tried to go through uh, the Deathclaw territory in Sloan. And it was just everything that could have gone wrong with the first playthrough of that game for me and my little brother went wrong. <laughs> and it's still like, he's like in my top three games ever today, which I think is the testament to like how different it can be for each playthrough. Because every playthrough since, I pretty much always, you know, I save Good Springs. I, uh, I even save that one settler that's supposed to die in the tutorial. And, like, I just, and I think that's the biggest thing for me. It's, like, it's even if you do it exactly right every time or you mess it up, you're still going to have a great time. And that's just what's all. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I actually think that you're, one thing I guess we're dancing around is, like, the cool thing here is that, like, I don't think you can soft block yourself out of finishing this game. Like, it, no. it, it pretty much, like, is adaptable in any way to, like, whatever you do. Um, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, like, Ari, what's what's an, what sort of, like, personal moment you've had with this game? God, if I could, like, think about... If I, like, took some time to think about it, I'm sure I could think of, like... I sent you this outline uh, six days yeah, ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know, there's just so much to pick from, and... Like, if I, yeah, I could probably pick, like, a really nice, beautiful, bittersweet moment, like a conversation with Veronica or mm. um, Boone or something. I know he's a bit of a meme, but he, you know, he's a cool dude. Oh, but I have to mention this because I'm scared that no one else will. So <laughs> this is when I realized, oh, my God, this game really just trusts you to make your own decisions here. So I go to Vegas. I'm going to confront Chandler Bing. Hype as fuck, you know. I'm just thinking, oh my god, and I, you get the what in the goddamn moment, you know. Yeah. You enter the casino. He spotted you, and I noticed the Black Widow dialogue, and I think, oh I mean, just met- boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know, in uh, New Vegas, there's a perk called Black Widow. It means it's a perk for a female character. There's a male equivalent as well, but, but it um, sucks. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's, and it there's makes Lady it, it means, and confirmed bachelor. They're both yeah. good. <laughs> so it means that you can flirt with some male characters and also you do extra damage against them. So and it's like the cringiest flirting I've seen to put to video games. Oh my god, I'm trying <laughs> to think what the la- the la- the last line just like had me dying. It was like oh god. 
I'm a courier, right? Let me handle your package. And I just like, oh my god, this writing. Like, considering, like, they are assuming that, like, you've picked a female character, you picked this perk, and for some reason you haven't shot Benny already. And they've put, like, this absolutely brilliant dialogue in. And I had to do it, you know? And at that point, like, I thought, okay, how weird can I take this? So, um, at that point, you're sort of expected to... you end up sleeping with him, and you're expected to kill Classic. him in his sleep. Yeah, you, you're, you're expected, because bear in mind, this dude did, sh- did shoot you for barely no no reason. He could have just taken mm-hmm. what the thing he stole from you at the beginning of the game and run, but he, he shot you, um, mm-hmm. left you for dead, and you've chased him around the entire Mojave Desert looking for him. And I thought, and it gives you the option to not kill him and try and like form an alliance with him. And I just think, why would they do that? Like, it, it makes no sense. So I did it, you know? My character <laughs> is like... I was role-playing as someone who who makes the most batshit crazy decisions. Like, she went around the Mojave Desert. <laughs> she just went around the Mojave Desert, hell-bent on killing this guy, and ended up just hitting on him. And then ended up being with him. I mean, they never actually finished that plot point. I looked into it, and they were, I think gonna do a thing where that plot point's taken further he ends up just getting kidnapped by the legion and then if you free him mm-hmm. he disappears from the game but i just love that they took it that far for a, a decision that actually makes no sense for your character like they just really trust you they give you yeah. this playground and just let you make really stupid decisions and that's what i love about it nice mm. uh but you luke that's not really heart as heartfelt but um the wild wasteland perk one of the things i like the most about it it adds just an absurd amount of Monty Python references to the game. <laughs> There's just so many that come out of it, like uh, getting attacked by a gang of old women. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> uh, there's like um, some town somewhere that's been completely destroyed, and if you go into the basement of a church, there's holy hand grenades and a box. Oh, yeah. On a box, it's the written description, and it's word for, the word-for-word quote from the, ho- the movie The Holy Grail about how to use it. I think there's a dock somewhere that maybe takes you to Legion HQ, has Roman yep. Edomus on it, or something from yep. The Life of Brian, which is like a bit where they argue about how to spell <laughs> Romans go home in Latin. And I think there's there's just tons of them. And I was just like, why is there so many Monty Python references in this game? Huh? That's maybe weird. that's just me as an Englishman appreciating the sheer scale of it, but... Yeah, yeah. I guess the better question you... is really, why are there not as many Monty Python references in other In games? other stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to share just to like kind of like show the the depth of like uh, how how like I guess intense these experiences are with this game. Like uh, there was a part. Do you guys remember the thing? There, there's like a mission later in uh, the the um, the White Glove Society with like mm-hmm. the I think it's called like Where's the Beef, which is already very funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, they're, they're the cannibals. Aren't yeah, they? the Hank cannibals. Gunderson. Right. Hank Gunderson. I own a, a farm. I think. Um, there's a, um, but like, so there's a thing, there's a mechanic in New Vegas where you can disguise yourself as other factions by wearing their faction clothing, which has just never been used in anything else ever for some reason. And is brilliant. <laughs> like, Hitman. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Uh, but like, in like a big like game with like m- many factions, like, if you walk into Powderganger territory and you put on a pow- Powderganger outfit, like, they won't know who you are, they'll just think you're one of them. And that opens up a whole new bunch of dialogue and actions and stuff. So, like, I dressed up as, like, a White Glove Society member, and I was, like, wandering around. And, like, I had told, um, just so I wouldn't get spotted, like, sneaking around the back, like, I, I had told uh, Rex to, the, Rex is the dog, by the way, 
that you your um, companion to hang boy. out. Yeah, he's a very good boy, and here's why. I told him to hang out like in the in the hallway, like in the atrium area, and like I was able to like get the key and like sneak behind the desk and all that, and um, get to the back room. And I found a um, and so even though I was in like disguise, like I was like walking around as normal. I wa- I was able to break into a door and I found like a note. That like should like told me like pr- like sort of indirectly like oh these people are cannibals like in one of these hotel rooms and like I put down the note and I turned around and there were just like two guys in the doorway with crowbars like looking <laughs> at me and I was like this, that was like the most terrifying moment ever and like I had no weapons with me right because you can't like bring weapons into the casinos and I was like oh my god I'm fucking dead and then like out of nowhere like even though he's in another room Rex like jumped out of the hallway and like <laughs> tore this guy's head off. And I was like, this is the best <laughs> game ever. <laughs> um, um, like, like that's just, like, the, the degree to which, like, you can get into the role-playing on this, you know? Like, um, how I, I, I can't imagine why Matthew Perry did, never did another video game after this. Can't imagine. <laughs> I, just, I just feel like the, the New Vegas fan base probably put him off for life. I imagine he gets a lot of fan mail about... His role as uh, Benny. Honestly, I remember this. This is another. Th- this is like every time. Every time that this happens with with Fallout, like uh, I remember there was like a thing a, a few years ago where like uh, they they like asked like Matthew Perry about like his role in, in New Vegas, and he was like, "I've never heard of that." <laughs> and it's <just>, like, <laughs> I I just was like incredible. But see, the thing is like Liam Neeson also like for Fallout Three, he played your dad. Like Liam Neeson also like he received an award for it and he accepted the award and everything and like. In 2018, someone, like, asked him in an interview about it, and he, like, completely didn't know what Fallout was. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much of that is was uh, Fallout 76 coming out? <laughs> He's like, ah, I don't I don't know. I, I never heard of it. Like, who's the, who's they this? actually keep up... Who's this Bob Howard? <laughs> they keep up with it too well, and they're just, like, in denial because of how bad 76 was. Oh, man. Uh, did, so, did anyone... We si- Go on. So, oh, I was just saying, when, uh... Ree, when you were talking about, like, the dialogue to have sex with uh, Benny, all I could think was, of course it'd be cheesy dialogue, because you know Benny would fall for it. <laughs> you you know a character like Benny thinks, oh yeah, every woman wants to have sex with me. It's only on that. Hey, no, I'm... what he says is, every woman wants to have sex with me, bada bing. Bada bing. What was, what was, was that his catchphrase? What was his catchphrase? Uh, I mean, ring-a-ding. Oh, ring-a-ding. ring-a-ding, yeah, that was it. Ring-a-ding, baby. <laughs> We we didn't say ring a ding baby once. Uh, Garbage. Yeah, it was a. (laughs) I mean, if you want to use my proposed name for your Fallout series for this instead. What did you say? The Super Mutant Variety Hour. The Super Mutant Variety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're still workshopping names for my Fallout series. Like we haven't thought of anything yet. Johnny's probably the best though. The Super Mutant Variety Hour, which has nothing to do with what we're doing. It has nothing to do with anything. But it sounds fun. You it know? does. It does sound like fun. Um, like uh, a- anyway, uh, I I just keep having this vision of like uh, there there's another series that Polygon did a long time ago called Touch the Skyrim, which is sort of like got this idea. But like there was like a, a part at the end where like they had a on top of a mountain there was like a giant like screaming and like there was a, a Mewtwo and a Scyther just like having sex on top of the mountain and and he's like, <laughs> is this your vision, Todd? Is this what you wanted? <laughs> um anyway that's that's sort of like yeah that's that's what we need to uh, to get at here um yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll steal that name actually it's it's sounding it's sounding funnier the more i think about it 
Uh, all right. Um, anyway, let's. Uh, all right, l- I'll close it down because I'm actually gonna try and start. Uh, f- like I guess recording that in the next like few minutes here with my friend. Uh, but anyway, let's 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 sort of start uh, wrapping it up because we've been on this for a bit. Do you think that this game needs more or less ghosts? Well, it's already got them commie ghosts, you know, trying to paint the moon pink and draw <laughs> Lenny's face on it. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I did. I when I like I was I was thinking like, oh, there aren't any ghosts in this, but like, Dead Bunny is just entirely ghosts. <laughs> so like, yeah. oh, man, Dead Dead Bunny might be Dead the most terrible. difficult. It's awful. And yeah, I in, I enjoyed it a lot because it was it's probably the most difficult Fallout experience Thing. I've ever had yeah. when I first played it. Yeah, I was definitely under leveled. <laughs> This is actually, we should give a quick shout out to the DLC. There's four separate DLC packs, uh, which if you get the Ultimate Edition, you'll get all of them, that are each, like, pretty much their own game. Um, like, they, okay. they have enough content to be their own game each. Um, my personal favorite is Lonesome Road. I know a lot of people didn't love that one, but, like, it is still one of my, oh. like, favorite DLCs. Oh, yeah, I was a big fan of the Old World Just for... Joshua Graham. Yeah, Joshua like Graham. The, the most badass Fallout character ever. He was the guy that was bandaged up, wasn't he? Yeah, he's the, he was the burned man. He died, he did, he like died in six fires and came back to life, I think. I mean, wasn't he, it like he, he, was, he was a former now. Legion guy <laughs> who fell out of fave and was like set on fire and thrown off the dam and somehow survived it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, like, it, I, I love Honest Hearts, probably my favourite DLC of the bunch, but it, it, it might not have been anywhere near as good if it didn't have joshua in it he's just such a cool character i mean he just spits out like the best lines i mean there's that one where it's like i was baptized twice once in water once in fire and it's like oh my god yes um and he's just sitting there like uh fixing a bunch of guns while he's (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that's the thing he's just constantly reloading guns and it's just (laughs) such an aesthetic while like quoting bible lines it's just it's beautiful yeah, he's he's a wonderful I character. God to do all the work. Um, like, so uh, r- regardless, like, okay, let we gotta get we gotta get back to this. How many do we need more ghosts for this game, or do we need There's less ghosts? Too many. There's too many. I There's agree. I'm gonna many. take. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say we take some out. <laughs> yeah, let's let's call me ghosts. Little, let's, let's send them to the moon. They can have the moon. They can paint it pink or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, alright, so let's let's kind of uh, wrap up this section and move on to the next bit. Uh, time for games. Uh, today we're going to have a bit of a guessing game. Uh, we're not, like, keeping score or anything, but... So, here I have a list, and I have randomized the order of the list uh, using, uh, like, a number generator. And uh, there on here is a mixture of titles that are either a Fallout perk or a black metal album <laughs> name. Uh, the black metal... Definition is just whatever was on Spotify's official black metal thing. I know people are very angry about genres in metal, so please don't at me. <laughs> this is on Spotify. Um, Alright, so, how about this? Snake Eater. That's a black um, metal album and not a Fallout perk. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember Fallout. that. I'm going with Fallout perk. Okay, and, okay, we'll say this. Extra point if you can guess which game it comes from. If, oh, if it is one. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Oh, Fallout the Metal Gear perk. and Snake Eater. Yeah, Fallout perk in Fallout 2. Ooh, so this is actually a Fallout perk. It is from, it's from the first game, though. What? Oh. 
Oh, right? so close. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this one. Bonds of Steel. All right, that is a Fallout part. That is a Fallout. Remember that one? All from right. New Vegas? Yeah, oh, no, it is. Four. No, that was actually oh. from New Vegas. Garbage. Oh, damn. I shouldn't have included any of these. Um, <laughs> how about this one? Sworn to the Dark. Is that one just a metal album? I think a metal yeah. album, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't a yeah. very sneaky character most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. This is a this is a metal album. Uh, let's try this one. Transylvanian Hunger. Yeah, that's. I think that's a Fallout perk. It sounds like uh, the vampire perk that usually each I, game I has. I want to. I want to Fallout album. perk from two. That's actually a metal album. You got that one, Ray. Oh, I, know, nah. I thought that was yeah. That to, that to me sounded like one. Um, it sounds like it could be, yeah. All right, storm. I'm Ch- just thinking of the cannibal perks. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just the cannibal one, I think. Uh, storm Chaser. <laughs> I want to say album. that's a perk. I remember. I seem to specifically remember that being a perk in New Vegas. I don't. Oh, man, I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna say it's a perk, but I'm gonna say it's not from New Vegas. I'm gonna say it's from one that is a perk it's actually from 76 okay yeah i knew it wasn't in new vegas right freaking nero is the only one that's here that's played 76 (laughs) hey okay quick shout out after the wastelanders update 76 is pretty good like if you can get it for 20 bucks it's worth it it is still the worst fallout game game yeah oh it's on game pass dude it's on game pass absolutely if you have game pass definitely worth your time like i said it is it is still the worst fallout game but it is still pretty good it's good enough to play. Um, all right. Well, a glowing review. Glo- it's oh, okay. Yeah. Honest. Well, compared to like what it used to be, that is a glowing review. I was gonna say that game. Everything I read, that game sounded absolutely atrocious on launch. I yeah, I did the beta and everything. Uh, man, we we talk about that in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, how about this one? Faustian Pact. That's a perk. I'm that's, sure that's a perk. Ooh, that's gotta be yeah, a that perk. sounds like and a perk. Not, it's, that sounds it's really familiar to me. That's like a, isn't that the low karma one from New Vegas or something? I don't know. Well, I'm gonna double check now. Uh... <laughs> so is, is it a metal album? It is actually a metal album, but I was pretty sure I didn't see it as a uh, yeah. It d- sounds no. like a perk to me. Oh, yeah, it really it, yeah, it's something. not. It's not one. No, I just wanted to double check. Oh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Got it. All right. How about this one? Living Anatomy. That one is a New Vegas perk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that sounds like it was something to do with vaps. Yeah. Maybe, that, or it was like yeah. self healing limbs. It's a self healing limbs thing, I think. Yeah. It's yeah, from, okay. it's from Fallout Two, but it was in New Vegas as well. Uh, mm-hmm. How about this one? Apocalyptist. Apocalyptist. Metal album. Apocalyptist. Yeah, I mean, it's a metal album. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is a metal album. I did yeah. think that would be fun though. <laughs> like the idea like oh i'm the apocalyptist i'm doing apocalypse now uh all right last one here antichrist that is oh god that's is a, that one that from feels too Black obvious Two. i think that's a perk in some way oh gosh I, I, it's a perk but i don't know which one it's from <laughs> it's not from new vegas it's from one of the other games that are less important got him uh no, I, I, uh, it's actually a metal album, and it, I, yeah, I double checked again. It is not a Fallout perk. Oh, oh, huh. got him. Hmm. Uh, it yes. Might just be, it might, it must just be the karma rating that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could definitely, you could definitely wasteland savior, and probably you could. Oh, you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. That's like the worst. Like, is that the? It might be the worst one. Um. 
the uh okay so real quickly actually uh i want to i guess i want to shout for a quick second about like the progress fallout 76 has made because like when i played it as i i pre-ordered it because i'm a fool and i played the beta (laughs) and like man that that game was just like absolute dumpster fire it is the it was like the worst game i had played in maybe ever um like i would i would like i think my review of it was like i would rather be playing sonic forces and like oh, bloody hell. Yeah. oh my god right and so the thing is though like with with like wastelanders it's not just like adding like an expansion like they overhauled the entire game like everything about it has been di- changed they've added npcs everywhere with many different branching dialogue trees they've added factions with faction quests and there's like faction reputations again if there's like the old school dialogue where you have like the actual box with like many branches of like fully written out lines and everything like it is in three in new Vegas. It's like, and, and, uh, on, and like, you have to like actually choose which factions you work with. Like if you do like too many quests with the settlers or whatever, then you lock yourself out of doing stuff with like the, the blue caravan gang or stuff, something like that. And like, it's actually like really good and it's really well, it's definitely the most well-written stuff like Bethesda game studios has made. For sure, um, I'm I 100 yeah. percent believe. I definitely they... saw like a massive change in tone in the way people thought about that game after Wastelanders. Yeah, if you look on Steam, it actually has a really talk about it being yeah. actually good. It's actually got a higher uh, like review rating on Steam than Fallout Four now. And like honestly, like f- yeah, if you like if you want more role playing stuff, seventy six is better than four for that for sure. Um, so like I, I said. Okay. My personal favorite was when 76 first came out. Uh, it just seemed like there was a new story every week about another glitch that just made me laugh my head off. Ah. Just, Honestly, the ways that people was, were that finding to break that. that kept, gift that kept on giving. Oh my, my god, the amount yeah. of drama. The hackers that figured out how to form, spawn Fallout 4 assets into it, that absolutely cracked me up. People spawning like <laughs> giant um, Brotherhood of Steel airship from Fallout 4. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, it was... It was... Uh, I, w- I was just gonna say it was definitely a game, but I'm not even sure it was. Um, it was definitely <laughs> there. It was a product, was, for, and I product, yeah. I consumed it. I'm sure. Oh, um, that <laughs> and that and the class war that came about after they introduced the premium subscription that was incredible. Oh god! Oh my god was, yeah, like, don't people that... weren't getting a subscription were joining together and planning to try and kill everyone that did buy by subscription. Like, okay, and it's like, they, they formed, like. They form like gated communities and everything, and were like paying other players to guard it from the paws who were trying to enact <laughs> their revenge. It was honestly, it's so it's so good. Like, okay, I will. On one hand, yeah, every game, every MMO that wants private servers, you got to pay a monthly fee. Sure, the but like on the other hand, the idea that like for this, people would pay a monthly fee is just so fucking hilarious. I just, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, even funnier is that I'm pretty sure the monthly fee for Fallout 76 is more expensive. Yeah, than it's like 15 Game Pass subscription. Right, right. Yeah, it's 15 dollars on its own, which is like that's that's how much Game Pass Ultimate costs for like the console, yeah. PC, and X Cloud and game game uh, or what is it called? Uh, Xbox Live. Game so like, <laughs> and and that comes in there too. I have to pay separately for Game Crumbs. Um, <laughs> the um, all right. So let let let's let's wrap up. Uh. So, down into the wishing well, everybody please pull out the uh, commemorative souvenir coin I've sent all of you. Yeah, the one with Vault Boy on it? Mm-hmm, that's the one. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, if everyone could hold that and just close your eyes and toss it over your back into the wishing well. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start from the back here. So, Re, uh, if you could choose the setting and then we'll, we'll give it like a New Vegas-esque title. 
uh, for the next for your dream like Fallout game, what would that be? God, I'm just gonna be insanely toxic and just say Fallout New Vegas too. Not even Fallout New New Vegas. Oh god, that's better. God damn it. <laughs> well, no that that was the rumored one for the rumored one for a while was Fallout New New Orleans, which I really really yeah. want still. But like, <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, Luke, how about you? Uh, I'll probably make an obvious choice and say maybe like London or somewhere in the UK would be really cool. Fallout Braveheart. I love it. Uh, Fallout Braveheart. It's in Scotland and you're helping. <laughs> you get to ride the Loch Ness Monster. Loch Ness Monster, special boss. Very cool. Uh, okay, Johnny, how about you? Alright, now this one, it doesn't have the actual place in the title, but I'll say the place after. But Fallout Nuclear Winter. <laughs> Everyone's it's favorite Canada. line from New Vegas. <laughs> Uh, but it would take place in Detroit, so it'd finally be an actual like cold Fallout game. Oh, and it could even take place before the bombs fell. That'd be fun. Yeah, it wouldn't be much different. Well, no, Got him. That's the thing. You're on. De- you're on watch, Detroit. We're talking about the fa- we're talking about the Fallout world, which is like the 1950s. So we're talking like 19. Oh, I guess it was like Detroit, bustling in the 50s. Yeah, you could eat off the street and be fine. Many and... people did, I think. Well, no, people do now. Well, back then, you didn't have. To. <laughs> But we're talking before Ford and GM moved out. Right. So we're talking like basically the the height of 1950s style capitalist excess. Okay. Sure. Now bombed the heck out of. So my my idea was actually like pretty much from the Kings, like in in New Vegas. The idea would be setting it in Nashville, which is a city that I love a lot, and having it so that each of the factions are like. You can see each of the factions was, like, tangentially formed out of one genre of music. So there would be, like, one that's, like, born out of, like, you know, like, um, EDM and one that's kind of out of rock music and one that's sort of out of country, et cetera, et cetera. And I would call it... Yeah. There's a K-pop group. They're a minor faction, but they are very strong and they're (laughs) everywhere. You don't know. Like, I can't even fall out free from the K-pop community. (laughs) Yeah. um, I would call that Fallout Music City. I think that'd be a fun game. Um... And, uh, Memphis. yeah. What's up? And Memphis is just down the road if you want to see where the uh, the king himself was born. Yeah. Uh, it's a big, long road, I guess, but you could do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's four, it's like four hours. Yeah. What, Whatever. What was it? But you went you to Maine it. from Boston, which is, like, a similar distance. I think you get on a boat, though. Um. Yeah, that's fair. There's All right. really a good river to take. Uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to uh, to Todd Howard for bringing us here today, gathering us all together, kind of sponsoring this episode with uh, just like, um, you know, watching over us. Uh, thank you. The latest console scoring is coming too. <laughs> I wonder if we can go a full episode one day about like roasting Todd. That, I, mean, I that love Todd. Fun. Todd, if you're listening, I love your work. I. I <laughs> I, 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 okay, like I said, like, I genuinely, I love Fallout 3, I love Fallout 4, I love Skyrim, like, with very genuinely in my heart, and, and 76 even, for, like, all different reasons than, than why I love New Vegas, but, mm-hmm. like, that, yeah, and, I mean, I will be honest, there isn't anyone else that can replicate that feeling of, like, Bethesda RPGs, like, I'm very, very anxiously waiting for Starfield, I will, of course, be waiting for reviews on that one, but I'm hoping that <laughs> they've had enough time for it to be good, and with Wastelanders in 76, I think they've, like, learned their lesson. 
So I'm, I'm hoping that they, they do that going forward. Um, Look, can we just call this podcast Todd Busters and just Todd get it over Bu- with? Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to Todd Busters. Uh, we're a podcast from uh, ToddLuster.com. It's a podcast, actually. Um, yeah, a podcast from ToddLuster.com. Um, so uh, we uh, we are starting to kind of get into the uh, making some more uh, stuff for our, our YouTube channel, ramping that up a little bit, too. So be sure to check that out. I've got a... A fun Fallout-related uh, series, actually, hopefully uh, debuting quite soon, um, in which uh, we're just going to subject one of my friends to, I guess, the horrors of a modded wasteland who knows nothing about Fallout, <laughs> and just see how long she can make it. Um, so, uh, in in any case, uh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter at uh, Gandizi, uh, and uh, everyone else, if you want to just kind of shout out and, like, do any anyone have any plugs? Johnny, do you want to plug that you're going to medical school? <laughs> I am going to medical school. I'm also a voice. I am also trying to become a voice actor since I don't have time to regular act in vo- in medical school. Oh yeah, yeah. So, John used to do drama stuff and like for real though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, for real. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want, I'm on uh, the Casting Call Club website. If you want to look me up on there, it should be under just the name Dairyberry. I don't think there's another one on there. Yeah. This sorry. I, I'm sorry we waited so late into the podcast to reveal that Johnny's real human last name is Dairyberry. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a friend whose surname was Dangerfield, which I thought was the coolest thing ever. Oh, Dangerfield, like, like Rodney? Rodney? Yeah, nice. Oh, I get no respect, no respect at all. Yeah, I tell you another surname. There used to be um, the person who was in charge of like vehicle stuff in the government a long time ago. His surname was um, Lady Man. <laughs> huh? Oh man, I'm sure he was never teased. No, he probably would do just fine. Me and him, we were part of the, the Never Made Fun of gang. I think it was St- Stephen Ladyman was his name or something. <laughs> so my, my town had an MP called Dinglefoot or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm not even exaggerating. He was called Dinglefoot. The number I... of times I have been called Dingleberry in my life. It's too many. It's high. It's very high. <laughs> it's pr- I'm just saying, I don't know you guys, but it's probably higher than the rest of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Luke, you want to make any shout-outs here? Yeah, I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> okay, how, how sh- what's your username on there? Dingleberry, should we just look for that? Yeah, Dingleberry. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, and and Ree, you got anything you want to throw out? Um, yeah, if you want to see me cry about the lack of New Vegas 2, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Bevan. Um, otherwise, uh, read my stuff and everyone's stuff on Game Luster because we're all pretty good at what we do sometimes. I'd say don't. GameLuster.com. We're pretty good. What did you say about Mar? What did you say? She's wrong about. So Ree's wrong about Mario Kart. No, what did you say about Mario Kart? Oh god, this is like because I have the correct opinion um, that Mario Kart Wii is the best. Wow. If you would like to go ahead and just like leave the podcast, that would be. I guess that'd be fine. Mario Kart Wii is the definition of pretty good. You know what? We're going to back you up. That's my favorite Mario Kart. Yeah, I have, look, we all have, we all have, we all, we all have great memories of like, you know, like being drunk and like throwing, like trying to drive with the Guitar Hero controller and the Wii remote, but like, it's, okay, I'm sorry, like, I would, I would probably just, in, in how good they are, like, I would, I would rank like Double Dash and then Mario Kart 8 and then Wii. Pretty, pretty I'm easily. I'm, gl- I'm glad there's at least one intellectual in, in, the, in this podcast. Double Dash. It, we had cool. such yeah, shitty yeah. courses, though. I've only played two versions of Mario Kart. I okay. On the DS all right. And all right. 
Yeah, if your only comparison was the DS one, yeah, of course it's your favorite. All right, never mind. My argument's not looking so yeah, good Yeah, it's not looking so good. All right, <laughs> Sorry, so uh, Luke, Luke, since you won the uh, the Hall of Fame Luster Contest, you get to take us out on your signature catchphrase. Uh, so go ahead and uh, close us out. Double Dash is the best. You're all wrong. <laughs> Incredible. Bye. Ring a ding, baby. <laughs> 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 <laughs>